We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, check out our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency hosting bi-weekly educational webinars. You can get more information by going to keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. And if you haven't already, let's connect on LinkedIn. I share uh, information daily on networking and marketing. Today's guest is John Buglino. Oh, I said that wrong, didn't I? (laughs) John brings his experience in lead generation, marketing automation, and social media marketing to Optessa. He started out his career with New York Community Bank Corp as a marketing assistant and later worked for ICIMS and the Hermetic Solutions Group in versatile roles, driving new business and elevating the brand within their respective industries. John holds a bachelor's degree in business administration with a concentration in marketing and advertising from Seton Hall University. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Lori. Thank you very much for having me. It's good to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Anytime I can talk marketing and relationships, it's it's always a good day. Um, so let's just dive right in, specifically in the online space. How do you determine the channels where you have a presence online? Yeah, absolutely. So I always start with uh, doing your research. I think there's, you know, no shortage of platforms that are available to anyone these days. You know, there seem to be a new one every week or new features and new shiny objects. So I think it all starts with doing your research. And the other piece that a lot of people forget is that you don't have to be on every single one of them. I don't think anyone really has the time to really do this effectively. So I think you have to stick to the channels where you feel you can provide the most value, uh, jump on, start engaging. Uh, for myself, I spend the bulk of my time on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Um, that's where most of my customers are, my communities are, in, individuals within the industries I serve are providing value or are uh, have a robust presence, if you will, there. So I usually split my time between those, those channels um, and now once you've actually joined those channels and selected them, you have to start building credibility. You have to start engaging. You have to start providing value. And I, that's another piece where when you're online, it can't always be a sales pitch. It can't always be, hey, buy my thing. And I say that a lot in the, the, the chats and the communities I'm a part of. I tend to provide the leadership pieces, blog posts. Um, reports that I come by that are relevant for my industry. And I have individuals look to me and my company to kind of be that soundboard of what's happening, what's trending. And then I let pieces like my website or my social profile do the selling for me. And I make sure that where I drive them gives the opportunity to, to engage with me, get in contact with me or members of my team. And I'm less spending less time selling, right? So I think once you're on those channels, you have to find your way of providing value without being too salesy. I think that's a, a, another piece of it as well. 
So get your research. Don't join every channel. You will not have enough time to do uh, presence on each of the channels effectively. And once you're there, spend a lot of time on there, building credibility, provide value, and don't sell people every minute you're on there. Um, have a nice balance between the value you provide and, and what you're selling um, as well. So John, you're referencing communities a lot. Why are online communities vital to the success of, of business today? Yeah, I think communities is what I've really started doing um, back when I was with Hermetic Solutions Group. You know, it was one of those things, again, going back to what I just had said, like I was just doing my research. I had to understand where my buyers were, where my audiences were, and where I can provide the most value and, and ultimately return to my to the business. So I started building communities online. You know, I you know, started with just get that profile, you know, so when you're looking at Twitter or LinkedIn, uh, specifically, you have the ability to create a profile, add images, add a bio, put links, and start really engaging and really having people uh, go to these profiles as an extension of your website. So I was building those communities online. And then I was struggling with what next? Now what? You know, I'm on there. Now, how do people find me? And I really gravitated towards the online communities and what people were saying about certain topics, topics using different industry hashtags, Twitter chats have been huge. Uh, events have been uh, tremendous. You know, you always follow the event hashtag. Um, I tended to shy away from what's trending topics because it's always, to me, sometimes always feels like the, the brand or the company or the person's trying to stretch their purpose or their tie back to the trending topics. So I kind of stay away from those. But going back to online communities, they're, they're vital. I mean, no matter the size of your business, you need to be online. Yep. Um, take the COVID-19, take the pandemic out of it. Um, I think even before that, I think there was a shift of going online. I think more people were looking to online forums or online channels or social media where they were getting their news, where they were talking with family and friends, where they were doing more of their networking for business. I think it was just all gravitating more online. Mm -hmm. And I saw a stat where the adoption of social media in the last year went up over 13%, which is another 490 million people joined a social network in the last year. So wow. if you just think about, if you pick one and, you know, and each of them, and of course um, everyone, um, or not everyone knows, but Facebook's always been the leader, but there's so many other channels, micro channels that are starting to nip at the heels of Facebook and they're starting to provide more value to their users and they're starting to do things differently and they're starting to innovate. And I think the more that this innovation is happening with these different platforms, I think you're going to see those numbers of the users online jump and be consistently growing by 10% year over year. Now the Use of the platforms, you know, some people are on it very casually, some check it every now and again, you know, very infrequently, but users like myself or even uh, you, Lori, you know, we use it every day. Like every day you can find me either sending out a tweet or a post on LinkedIn or sharing something to Facebook. You know, I'm very active on there um, and I make sure that I'm engaging with my communities and they know that they can find me. They know if they send me something on one of those channels, I'm going to respond or at least I'm going to see it. So I think as a business, I think you have to embrace the online communities. They're not going away. I think the tools that are on and available are only going to get better. And I think there's only going to increase in frequency. If you just look at 
the um, start of things like Clubhouse or Twitter mm -hmm. Spaces and the yep. different stories and fleets and everything else. You know, every channel seems to be doing very similar, but you still see pockets where people only still use Twitter, or only use LinkedIn, or people will stay with Facebook. And that's fine. But you also get people that are on all of them and you get people that share across all the platforms. So I think it's vital. I think if you if you have a business, you're trying to sell something, you're just trying to stay relevant this day and age, you have to be online. Sure. Yeah, 100% agree with that. It's so important to, to make sure you have a presence and it's a positive presence that's out there. Um, because otherwise, you know, you're, if people are finding negative things, it's not going to help you at all. But let's talk about yeah. measurement a little bit, you know, and, and you, I, I really like how you fleshed out the communities and just even the different channels that are out there. But how do we how do you know if things are actually working? Is it just looking at the metrics or is it engagement? What's your take on that? Yeah, no, I, yeah, absolutely. I think the the piece of it when you're doing your communities and, and I, uh, what you just said and I want to touch upon is, you know, there's a lot of negativity on the social platforms. And it's a lot of what people see is that people just go on it and, and use it to complain or voice, a, you know, an opinion and, you know, everyone's, you know, practicing their rights, which is fine. But I think, if you're a business and a customer tries reaching out or a potential client tries reaching out and you don't answer them, like that's potential money you left on the table, right? You just, you have to be there. You have to understand mm -hmm. that if you have a Twitter page or a Twitter profile and you never check it, but someone that's researching your company is, is sending you messages or is interacting with you and tagging you and posting, you just are dormant. They're not going to engage with you. And that, you know, that's potentially you can miss out on, you know, a business uh, opportunity with them. So, and I would say, I would, I would say there's a lot more uh, positive going out on the social platforms. I don't think it's all negative. I think the negative um, outweighs the positive at times. But I, but I think they, it quickly snaps back, you know, like a rubber band. I think it quickly snaps back and I think people get back to, you know, back to business, back to what they're doing. But uh, your only question related to the vanity metrics um, and, and how to measure what to do here. Vanity metrics is good and needs to be your obsession when you're first starting out with a new profile, right? So if you're just starting a new profile, you want to make sure you build a following base, get those subscribers, um, get that community around you because that bolsters your profile and makes you feel good, right? When you see those numbers go up, you get those email notifications and you start seeing your numbers go up and you're feeling good. Um, and you can also look at vanity metrics on top of just your follower base. You can also look at what I call the thoughtless actions in vanity metrics. And those are things like people that are doing simple retweets, liking your post or simple reactions to your story. There's no real engagement, just minimal. It's almost like the person wants to like acknowledge they saw it. So if you mm -hmm. think of, you know, retweet without a quote tweet, um, sure. it's yep. it's basically like, yep, I'm just going to retweet, but I'm not going to give any thought behind it. So it's good, but I would rather see the engagement piece of it. And I think after some time of you starting to build up your profile and you get those numbers and you get a follower base, and I'm not saying you need to get to thousands. I mean, you can have a follower base of 50 people. You can have a follower base of five, but as long as they are fans and they are engaging with you and you're responding to them and, you know, you're just consistently providing value to them. I think that's, that's enough uh, to kind of say you have a presence online and, and what engagement can kind of look like. Cause 
there's certain people that have thousands of followers and they put a post up and they get like no interaction, no engagement. There's nothing yeah. there. Um, and like I said, sharing it just because, you know, this celebrity said it or whatever it is, isn't really engagement. You know, they're not really going to respond to you. I mean, how many times do you see celebrities or politicians or anyone really taking the time to really respond to every single thing that person has said, or, you know, really going back and re-liking or doing something that you did, you know, kind of piece of it, you know, there's really no engagement there. They kind of just throw it out there. It's in, it's in social media, it's on social media and they're done with it. Um, but I really think vanity is good as you start. I think that you need to make sure that you don't see a dip in the vanity metrics. You know, if you start seeing people, um, not following you or unsubscribing, or if you start posting on a consistent basis, but you're, you're not seeing as many likes or retweets, or you're not seeing those things, you might have to rethink what you're sharing because there could be that idea that your, your content is just getting tired. Um, the fatigue in there, I'm not saying message fatigue of, you know, repetition, because that's, you know, almost like repurposing your content. But yep. if you're saying the same thing, if you're sharing the same white paper, like people don't want to see that. They want to say, they want to say new, they want yep. exciting. They want something that you're providing more value to them. And I think the, the piece of it is, as I was building my communities, is now you get that engagement. Now you actually start having conversations with people and you have conversations around different topics. And if it's a topic about a product or service that you're offering, even better. Because now you're having almost like a sales conversation without even knowing it, right? So you're just engaging with them. You're going back and forth and they're asking you questions, you're responding. Or you could be responding to a gripe that someone has. Or you could be just offering advice. You know, if you can speak about something, you know, I'm in a, a service. You know, if I can help you or if I know software that can help or I have um experience with software, I'm absolutely going to give my, my two cents about it. Um, if someone asks, or they're in a community in which we engage on a consistent basis, because why not? I'm here to help. Everyone should be more, you know, here to help and, and bring people up instead of tearing them down on the social network. So totally. I think vanity is good for the start. I think that you should pay attention to it, focus on it, but then you should quickly look at where are we get in the engagement. Who is engaging with me? What do they do? What are the topics and subjects that matter to them? And see where you can take those conversations to either help your business or also help build your credibility as well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with um, all that that you said. It definitely makes sense to just start paying attention to the initial metrics and, and then let that kind of guide you a little bit to where's the engagement happening. And that's when the real conversation meat and potatoes of you know the relationship really actually starts forming but um this is a great time to pause for a quick message from our sponsor before we dive into the the networking conversation social capital is sponsored by keystone click located in milwaukee wisconsin keystone click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online for Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. 
So John, when some people hear that word networking, it invokes fear, hesitation, and uncertainty. My goal is to alleviate some of those fears, and I'm hoping you can help me do that. Can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Oh, the networking experiences. So I love uh, Twitter chats, and I think it's an absolutely unbelievable way to network. I think it's Usually the Twitter chats are an hour each week. Uh, so there's a consistency in it. You know, if you find a nice community in a, in a Twitter chat, I'm a member of uh, a number of them. And I think you, you jump in and you engage and you learn from others in these Twitter chats, in these communities and you network, right? So it's always, people are always looking for on social media, the return and the return is what you make of it. So you can, engage with people. And then you can say, okay, I engage with you for an hour. Now I'm going to go away. But recently I've been taking the conversations a step further and I've reached out to a number of individuals that I've engaged with on a community or a Twitter chat for about, you know, a couple months now. I didn't do it after my first time there, you know, no one knew me. I had didn't build any credibility. No one could even spell the name of my company or my last name, things like that. But after some time, you know, when you start providing value, you're engaging, you get to know the people, you can research a little bit, you can understand what they're doing, their business is doing, and you learn from them. Now it's time to take the conversation, you know, like a lot of people say like offline, but you have to reach out, you have to network, you have to better understand what you're, you know, what all those around you are doing, how you can service them. Um, it's pretty much how we connected and, and why I'm on uh, with you, which is uh, fantastic through networking. Um, you know, so it's, it's just, you have to step out, you have to take it upon yourself to network and go above and beyond. And you'd be su surprised that a lot more people are, are open and receptive to it. And people forget that behind the handles online are people, you know, there's people behind the brands, you know, you get to know their names, you can understand who they are. Um, you see a lot of brands and a lot of social media managers now starting to sign their names on, say, like tweets and Twitter, for example, because they want to be addressed by name. They don't want to be at X company. They want to be at Lori, you know, or this is Lori. Or like when I'm tweeting for Uptessa, I always say it's John or my product mon manager, Alex, will put Alex, you know, and there's others that are doing it as well because there's a person behind there. Yep. And you you have to understand who's tweeting, you know, there could be multiple people, there could be um, different individuals that are taking, you know, different stances, you know, there could be a salesperson on the other end, or there could be a social manager on the other end, it could be the CEO. So it's very important when you're networking or when you're online to go and look and see the opportunities that can present themselves with consistent engagement and don't be afraid to jump in, you know, and I would say, I've had more conversations with people in the last three months than I have on, in three years. Oh, for sure. And it was just the simple fact that I started to really engage with people outside of the normal channel. And I use Twitter chats as that gateway. Hmm. So I was consistent. I'm consistent with a number of them. There's about um, eight of them um, that I am a frequent member of the chat. They're on my Twitter profile and I'm able to speak and intelligently about almost everyone that engages, you know, I have Twitter lists for each of them, you know, and I know about their companies. We've either had 
side conversations um, after the chats, or I've paid attention and made my own notes about them uh, during the chats. So you have to figure out ways, not only in this new normal, whatever you want to call it, you have to figure out ways to, to network and you have to do stuff that's not you know, you're normal, you know, you can also, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, but you can still pick up the phone um, and still call people and still engage with them or shoot them a text, you know, kinds yep. of things. So yep. th there's plenty of ways to network. And I think the more people do it and the more you do it, the more you're going to like it. I think, like I said, last three months, I think I've had over a dozen conversations with people on the phone or zoom or whatever it is that I would not have gotten in front of if I didn't utilize Twitter and the chats and decided upon myself to say, you know what, I'm going to call, I'm going to call Kurt and I'm going to call Dan and I'm going to call Mary and I'm going to call Sue and, and we're going to have a conversation. And it's from a genuine place of, I want to learn more about you. And I, I also want to tell you about me nice. and it can't always be a one way street. It can't always be, well, Lori, I'm going to call you because I want to sell you something. No, mm. that, that's not it. Yep. Let's educate each other. You can ask me questions. I can ask you questions. And, and how can we work together? And, and, and how can we work together here? Totally. Yeah. So how do you nurture your network and your community? I consistently engage. Like I said, yep. especially, and I use, you know, Twitter as the, the piece of yep. it. You know, Twitter is so fast paced. Um, I think the Twitter chat, and I think um, that I'm a part of, and the communities that I'm a part of, I think there's you know, unbelievable opportunities um, within them to consistently reach out to them, you know, because on a weekly basis, you have the chat, but then you're also able to follow them. You're also able to check out their website or their, their blog or the content they're sharing outside of the chat. Um, and I make sure I show up, right? And, and of course, life happens and there's things that get in the way. And, you know, I do miss a couple of chats, you know, there's things that come up that are outside of my control, but I make sure that if I can be present, I'm present. And I network with the teams, I speak with them, you know, and it's not all business, you know, it's, you know, we're, you know, people are talking about, you know, what's happening in their lives, who's doing renovations, uh, you know, the next, the, the newest things is, you know, the vaccines and, you know, who's not feeling well or what happened over here with, the, with a pet, you know, it's, it's beyond the business conversation, the topic at hand of talking about, you know, insert subject here it goes beyond it, you know? So it's almost like you nurture it to the point where you become friends just by your tweets and you become friends by just engaging with them enough on social media that you know so much about them. Yeah. You know, oh, you know so much about sure. people and you haven't even met them before, you know, yep. <laughs> that's the best thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, totally. So I think that's a lot of it as well as, and, and you see that. And if you join some of these, you know, com communities across the platforms, you'll see it, you know, people know each other by name it's like you know it's 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 almost like you're just like meeting at a you know a conference in an event and you're all just meeting at the networking lounge and you everyone just powder around one table one table so i think that's what it is you you have to be consistent you have to engage um and and you just have to be there for them when they when they come calling on you yeah there's a consistency and engagement i think they're the, the two most important words there um by you know providing value at the same time, which you covered um, fairly well as well, I'd say. So uh, let's have a, a little fun one here. John, if you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? 
Oh, wow. I would definitely say I would, I, I should have networked more. Um, I absolutely <laughs> think at my start of my career, I, I absolutely believe it. Um, I, I spent more time focused on the tasks within my, you know, company or organizations um, and didn't dedicate enough time to go into events, um, networking, networking efficiently or effectively. Um, I also think I would have done a lot more, you know, you know, certifications and, and trainings as well, because that's another huge area where you can network and grow. Um, I've recently done a lot of, a couple of marketing certifications and I just learned so much in those, in those times. And it is, you know, there is an investment, you know, but at the same time, you know, you always have to invest in yourself. So if, if I had to go back and kick myself when I was 20, I would definitely say, you know, go to that, you know, that happy hour, you know, go to that after, you know, after the event, you know, mixer or networking event and, and really start making those connections because as I progressed in my career and changed roles, I've always, built relationships with the people that I worked around and I've always been able to go back to them. And every time I've had the conversations, if I was changing a career or if I needed advice, they were always so happy to provide it. And they were just, you know, just always there for me if I needed them. You know, even if I haven't spoken to them in, in you know, in five years, it was always, Oh yeah, John, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's chat. Let's, let's talk. Sure. You know, yeah. it was, your network is always there. And you know, and, and I like to say that to others as well, is that if I can help you or if, if we've crossed paths, you know, please reach out to me. I'm very open. Um, but yeah, if I had to go back and kick myself at 20, I would definitely say network and also ten, more time investing in myself from a certification and training standpoint, because yeah, those are the things that people can't take away from you and, and things that just help build and bolster your, you know, professional and personal profile. Yeah, I agree. I think those are fantastic pieces of advice. Um, hopefully, if anyone's in their, you know, late teens, early twenties, listening, uh, definitely investing in yourself and and building those relationships. Because, as you said, you may not talk to someone for a few years, but if you continue to foster and nurture over time, you know, people are willing to have that conversation with you again. There's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, like I said, you know, a couple of companies I used to work for, you know, there was, uh, you know, intern programs and there was mentors and there's still people that I consider a mentor. And I always reach out to them and I always leverage them if I'm, you know, hit a roadblock in my career. Um, I also make sure, you know, individuals that, you know, were interns um, for me or uh, were on my teams, I check in with them on a consistent basis. I need to do that a lot more, to be honest with you. But you just want to make sure, you know, you want to see the people around you and those that are in your community succeed. You know, you never want to see anyone down and, you know, you always want to reach out and, and help them if you can. And everyone should just be more, you know, be nicer, you know, reach out, see what you can do. How can you help? Um, you know, it's all about building someone up. 100%. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask me a question here uh, and, give, you know, Give you the, the microphone. You are in charge. What would you like to ask me? Wow. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> so what made you, I, I mean, I always like to ask you because, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, podcasts and there's a lot of content going out there. You know, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Well, first of all, what, 
made you start your podcast and what are you doing differently than other creators to make sure that your content and podcast stays relevant? Sure. Um, great question. So I, I decided to start it uh, after uh, being a guest on someone else's show. And I identified that first, I really enjoyed the medium um, as I've been looking for, you know, what is my thought leadership channel of choice going to be? Um, and podcasting was the one that kind of really resonated with me. And as far as the content goes, I mean, the, the, the topic of this show is evergreen, you know, networking is, is not going to disappear, you know, until robots basically take over doing everything for us, which I don't think is ever going to happen. You know, we're always going to need to be creating relationships on some levels. So the topic itself, and that was a strategic move on my end was to identify a topic that's going to connect and resonate with, you know, all professionals, regardless of the industry that they're in and something that is going to be evergreen. No, that, no, that's great. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, it was definitely, it was definitely something. And I know uh, we've connected in, you know, other channels as well. And um, I know you had previous guests and, you know, um, you know, Kurt Anderson, you know, I, I thank him for the opportunity and making the introduction for us. And, totally. um, and I think that he, he's been uh, a wealth of knowledge for me and, and someone, and someone that um, has helped me, but uh, yeah, no, I can, I can appreciate and respect that you know, response. And I agree. It, it definitely is evergreen. I think it's something that you're doing really well. Um, I've appreciated listening to your, you know, previous episodes and getting to know you and seeing what you're doing. So I can definitely cool. appreciate that. And I appreciate you answering that question. Awesome. Thank you very much for it. It was a fun one, fun one to answer. Um, John, do you have any final words of advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Yeah, I think, you know, like I said at the top, I think, you know, do your research, you know, please don't try to be everywhere, you know, TikTok's great, but if you don't have a reason to be on there, please don't. <laughs> um, I think, you know, pick your platform, do your research and engage. You, you have to be there. You have to be present. You have to engage. Um, I'm very active, like I said, on, on Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook every now and again, but you can definitely find me on Twitter. Um, definitely, you know, happy to answer any questions, happy to welcome into any communities I'm a part of. I'm also open to introductions into new ones as well. Um, I, I think the providing value, engage with the communities you pick, and also taking part in more of what profiles you're, you're sticking with is, is, is crucial. I think you, you need, if you have a presence, be present on that, pro, on that channel, um, and it'll, it'll make it itself out. And, and I think there'll be a lot of value um, in the long run for you. Absolutely. It's great advice to be sharing. So John, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what is the best way that they can reach you? Yeah, you could definitely, you know, connect and, and follow me on uh, um, LinkedIn um, and Twitter. Um, it's, um, you know, linkedin.com slash in slash John Baglino, no spaces. And you can also find me on Twitter at, at John underscore Baglino. Um, like I said, I have plenty of links in my profiles. And again, like I said, I'm, I'm more than happy to welcome into the communities I'm a part of on both channels um, and also open to introductions to all the community as well. So definitely connect with me on LinkedIn and follow me on Twitter. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Absolutely. We will include all that information in our show notes. John, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much.
much, Lori. This was uh, this was a lot of fun, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to John for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned, if you if we haven't connected yet on LinkedIn, please reach out. I'd, I'd love to hear from you and hear what you think about the show. And until next time, friends. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.